Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today I'm joined by my friend, Danielle Leslie, founder of Culture Ad Labs and creator of Course from Scratch. How is it going today, Danielle? Going so well. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you all the way hailing from New York. Uh, is it New York City or? Yes, in Brooklyn. Nice, nice. Very cool. Well, we are, as, as we were just briefly touching on about a far away from each other as we can possibly be in the United States, which is uh, really cool. But um, I think even even cooler is the particular topic that your business focuses on. So maybe just to get us started, give us kind of like the 15 second dish elevator pitch on what it is that you do. Absolutely. So I mean, really, I help people uncover their story and turn it into a teachable framework and then turn that into an online business. So I'm known for helping people create and launch online courses. Uh, and so that's what our whole program does. I love it. I- I think what makes this like this process so exciting for me is is I feel like I'm the ultimate. Cons- I want this. I want to take the course. I want to know about know about it because this is something, especially for our audience. I think, or you know, what we hope at least is that we have a lot of people out there who are really considering like taking this leap and starting this journey. So maybe you could just shed a little bit more light on like who you focus in on and like uh, you know some of your process, I guess, on how you help people go through, get their thoughts collected. Like, tell us all about that. Absolutely. Um, so it's interesting because now, as we know, is the most amazing, incredible time to create an online course, an online program, um, you know, on platforms like Kajabi. And so what I've seen is we have more and more people who are educated about the opportunity to learn online and therefore more and more who are like, oh, I can actually teach online. And so what we really help people do is realize that every single one of us has life experiences that can be translated into a teachable framework. Like we all have something we have lived through, experienced, overcome uh, that we can turn into a teachable framework and actually form a community around it and help people. I think one of the big misconceptions we see is people think they're not expert enough. They need to have a tech you know, um, topic. It's got to be around money. And um, I'll give you an example. I mean, most of our... Uh, so we have our Course from Scratch program. Most of our CFS members uh, came from full-time jobs. And when they launched their course, one out of six were able to make enough money to replace their full-time income and start just teaching online, you know, full-time. And a lot of them, it's so amazing. They tap into their story. So for instance, there's Alicia Price and she came in and was like, all right, not sure what I'm teaching. Um, We help you really look at your life experiences. She was a single mom, um, grew up in a single parent household. Her parents co-parented her growing up. Um, As she became an adult, she was co-parenting her son with his father. And she just developed these skills in communication, in mediation, in creating a healthy environment for her son. And uh, in addition, she worked full-time at a nonprofit and she did, she learned mediation practices in her job. So what she realized is there are so many other single moms who don't know how to create this environment and do this co-parenting. So she created a program around that. And so what I'm finding is, you know, people are really excited and what might be keeping them from actually creating, whether it's a coaching program, an online course, uh, is thinking, I don't know what to do it on. So um, if you'd like, I can share like a, a framework we, you know, use with people. It's like super short. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I Listen, I will drop a framework every 15 seconds if you let me. So don't <laughs> nice. be um, But this is just one that I think is really helpful, but it's the RES framework. It's R-E-S because it uh, stands for R's results. So when you are in that position where you're like, what can I create a course on? First thing, what are the results you've gotten in your life? 
life. It could be that you were the track star. You were a D1 athlete in high school. It could be that you can play piano and improvise. It could be that you have three healthy kids going to college. Really anything. Uh, credit score, you can prove that. Write down your results. The E is for experiences. What experiences have you overcome? So these are like the hardships. Maybe you overcame an illness. You know, um, you lost a uh, parent's grades through that, right? And the S is for skills. And this is where you write, yo, I'm really good at Excel. I'm good at growing my own food and making my meals, green smoothies, write down the skills. So with RES, it's called RES because when you do results, experiences, and skills, it commands R-E-S-P-E-C-T in the market because you are now going forward with like, here's my package, who's who I am. And then the other reason it's called RES is because it resonates with your audience and it resonates with that core audience who is specifically looking for you, the person who has the intersection of skills. Like another one of our members has been a vegan for over 20 years. She's been married for, I think about I think, gosh, close to 20 years as well. And they have, I believe, seven kids and they homeschool their kids. So they're nomadic. So it's like those four features, like where else are you going to find the intersection of those four things? And the way to uncover what's unique about you um, is to do that, you know, the RES framework. That is amazing. And I love how it kind of encompasses just this the kind of the standard of, of starting any business. And that's kind of scratching your own itch. Like that's a great way to come up with a business idea um, oftentimes. So I'm wondering, like uh, you, you mentioned, like that's a really good success rate, by the way. One out of six people are like replacing their full-time income. I imagine like probably uh, what, 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 what does that other, I guess, five of the six, like, are they part-time? Are they like this? Are they complete? Uh, not a complete failure, obviously, but like, like, where does that other five fall in? That's a great question. So for the other five, what we found is um, the number one thing they're doing is just other things. So they are multi-passionate. They have different interests. And so they launched the course and they're like, cool, this was fun. Now I'm going to write my book. Or now like Alicia, who I spoke about, who has the co-parenting program, she was featured as an expert on the reality show on OWN that is about love and relationships. And so she was a featured expert that talked through with parents about communication. So for her, it was to be on TV, to be a featured expert. So people are just using it as an initial platform to then go on to do uh, to do other things, speaking engagements, um, building membership sites, things like that. I love it. That's exactly what I was curious about because I, I I had a feeling that it wasn't just the one in six that are actually making it, you know, off to different things and finding success. So that that's really cool. Well, I, I can imagine for our listeners, like, what would you say? Like, like let's just say, like, I I have the mindset of I have no skills. How do you like begin to like dig that out? Like the outside, like how do you start actually you putting that framework to work with someone who feels like they don't have the skills or they don't have the experiences? Like, how do you dig those out? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I would say if after they've tried the RES method, if they're still sitting there like, mm, I can't think of any results, experiences, skills. One thing that you can do is go back to your childhood. Um, so think about when I was in my fifth grade self. What is something that was really exciting that happened then? What is a hardship I overcame then? What was going on in my household? What was I doing really well out in school and in the classroom? And I would just do that for like three different phases in life. So childhood, high school, college age, and then as an adult in your workplace. And I think with that combination, it's you'll pull out some stories that are really useful. Uh, you can also ask people around you, right? Like send a message to your friends and ask them if there was one thing that I'm really, really good at, what comes to mind? Um, but yeah, but I really think that going back to the the RES framework helps a lot. Uh, one thing that we teach our students is that we grew up 
thinking that it was best to fit in. We were taught to be a culture fit. Um, when I was working back in startups, it's like we would interview a candidate and we'd always ask afterwards, are they a culture fit? You know, and I saw that mean, do they fit in with us? Like, do they walk like us, talk like us? Do they sound like us? Do they go to the same school? Do their parents know our parents? And we subconsciously started to eliminate those who were different. So what we teach is instead of seeing yourself as a culture fit, because growing up, we're taught to fit in. It's, you know, it's if you are running in the wilderness and you, everybody has stripes and you got polka dots, you're getting shot first, right? So it's like, we're known just from evolution. Like we're known to like fit in with the pack. So we don't get teased or bullied. And the reality is in today's market, as we are looking at these online businesses, the power is actually in our uniqueness and it's in being a culture ad. Your culture ad is your cultural advantage. So what new voice and perspective are you adding to the room? And so I think like that is usually the, the foundational gap that people have. If when given the opportunity, when I ask you, what results have you got? What experience? And they're like, oh, I don't know. It's usually because they haven't realized that foundational like belief that, oh, I am a culture ad. Actually, what makes me different is what makes me valuable uh, from the struggles to the triumphs. So yeah, so those are probably like the main things that I'll share with someone. Okay. I mean, man, I, I would love to just like, I want to dig into this like all day, but I, I also obviously need to get into your story and figure out how you got into this. So um, maybe just take us a step back. Tell us how you kind of got into this space. First of all, what was kind of your journey um, moving into this world? Yeah, absolutely. So for school, I went to Berkeley in the Bay Area. So was really like a part of the startup world and tech and everything. Um, and so I ended up working at Udemy in 2012 to 2015. Uh, and this is when they were like the largest marketplace of online courses. And it was a new space. It was exciting. Um, I launched my first course before joining Udemy um, by just following people online and learning from them. And I was like, where's the best place to level up? It's to join kind of the Mecca at that time. So I did. And while I was there, I got to work behind the scenes with all of our big course creators. And I got to coach them. And really, like they thought they were learning from me, but I was learning from them. And I'm just like figuring out, okay, what's getting in the way? Like, what? why aren't they able to launch? And it was there that I realized you really can create a course on anything. So from there, I got to create another course. Um, Then I got recruited to another startup. And they hired me to do the same. They're like, we see you've done this at Udemy. You've built this, this educational um, course. You've helped their experts make a ton of money with their courses. Can you do the same for our demographic? We have hairstylists. Can you create a course for them? Um, so I did that. And after about 7 months, um, there was just a round of layoffs. And I was a part of that. So that's when I got let go. And I honestly thought that I would need to go back into the job job market. I made my list of my dream companies I wanted to work for. You know, I was like, all right, we'll hit the ground running next week. It was um, Friendsgiving weekend. So think of like it's the week before Thanksgiving, and I am you know going to the job. It's like four thirty p.m. on a Friday. There's a calendar invite from the CEO for a meeting, and I'm like, mm, you go in, and they're like, can we have your laptop? This is your last day. So that weekend was really interesting for me because I'm going to the Friendsgiving. It's kind of like I'm in a little bit of a daze. Um, but my really good friend was hosting it, and I told him what was happening, and he's like, oh. And I thought I'm like I had a little bit of shame around it. I'm like this was my big dream role. And um, he's like, dope, can I hire you? And I'm like, what? And he's like, I, I mean, you did amazing things there. I know what you could do. Let me hire you. So from there, I got exposed to all these opportunities. Every friend I talked to, one had a travel, a huge travel company. And she said, can you help us create a course on how 
helping people travel. So from there, it just kind of like spiraled. Um, it wasn't intentional for me to, you know, get, get into it on my own. In my mind, I wasn't ready, but obviously, you know, uh, universe had different plans for me. And yeah, so that's kind of how I started like on my own journey and creating my own program finally. Yeah. And, and are you ever ready? I think that's kind of the question that like everyone asks themselves, uh, you know, all the time and probably one of the biggest prevent preventers from, you know, someone actually taking that leap and taking that step into entrepreneurship. So I'd love to kind of get a, a, an understanding, like typically we kind of really zone in on some of the challenges and the hurdles that you faced, which you've started to kind of cover there. I'm even wondering both from your own perspective, as well as maybe from the perspective of some of like your customers that you help, some of the common like challenges and the struggles um, that you face kind of getting up and running. Absolutely. Gosh, I would say the number one thing, and this is true for me and for most of our customers, and we have our, our like four kind of rules that address this. The first is, you know, done is better than perfect. So I found myself, you know, getting into this loop of thinking I'm, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. It's still not good enough. I still have to keep improving it, keep refining before the public can see it. And um, my really good friend Tara Reed loves this quote. You know that you've launched too late if you're not embarrassed by what you put out. So if you're embarrassed by what you're putting, you're like slightly hesitant, embarrassed, then you know you're right on time. And so what I think a lot of people face is thinking their program, their offering, their course, their graphics, their brand, their website, all that has to be perfect before showing themselves to the world. Um, and the reality is it's it, that's not true. Um, one thing I love about being in this online space is this shift from the physical world. Think about bringing a product to market. It's on a shelf, which means the iteration you put out into the market, you can't change it. Like Once it's on the shelf, it's done, which is why so much money, time, investment goes into putting that thing on the shelf. Because once it's done, it's done. So it kind of does have to be quote unquote perfect, right? In the digital world, it's all about iterating. So that's why done is better than perfect works so well for us. And that's why we can ship things and get them out quickly. Like in our program, we you know teach you how to pre-sell your course. So you can get something out the door in two weeks because you just need to identify what's my story, what's my offer, what's my price, set up, you know, set up a, a platform. Um, you have a great coaching offer and platform that allows for this. Set it up really quickly to collect payments. Boom, you have people in in two weeks. So that's the beauty of the online world. So what I would say to people is to remember, like we are so blessed to be in a time where we don't have to raise the millions of dollars, spend millions of dollars to get the perfect thing on the shelf, on the physical shelf. We can just pre-sell it, know our story, put it out there and have you know, a few thousand dollars in just like a couple weeks because of the digital world's rent. So that's probably the, the biggest, biggest hurdle that we see stop people. Yeah. And I think you can do that authentically too. Like pre-selling something like ultimately is, is a mechanism to understand what your customers actually need or what they actually want. And of course, you know, I, I, there's, I had imagined like probably just thinking through my, my own perspective, like there's a little bit of a scariness to going into like selling something that isn't, isn't made. Uh, do you find that that is a common struggle for anyone that you're helping um, on this journey? That's a really good point. So we, I guess in our program, not know, but it's only because we have shown them that you're creating an asset that, and we call it your MVC, your minimum viable course. And all you need before you have the confidence to get on the phone with someone, you really just need to be clear on what your story is, right? So that RES, what are the results, experiences, and skills you're highlighting? Um, you know, what's that one outcome you've gotten? And then two, who's your audience? Who is your most valuable payer? Who's going to pay you time, money, 
money and attention to also get that number one outcome. And then third is what is the pricing, you know? So knowing those three things, that is, you could put that on a Google doc, right? And then you pick up the phone, have a conversation with someone and you just walk them through your story. You ask them questions. You think of it as a, like I used to do these um, therapy sessions. My first, I call them do love therapy sessions. My very first venture when I did my first course was called the do love project. So I did these do love therapy sessions, which were just open conversations with people to ask them um, questions about what's getting in the way. You know, what are your goals for this year? So I would recommend anyone who is facing the fear of pre-selling, you know, quote unquote, something that doesn't exist yet. Start with a conversation like that, where you're asking them questions about where are you now? Where do you want to be a year from now? And what can I do to help? Or what, what do you need to get there? And then share your story. Well, here's what I was able to do. And then give an invitation. You know, I'm going to be working with a small group of people. Um, this is what it looks like. This is the thing. We'll, the, these are the four milestones we'll go through. And I'd love for you to join us. And just with that, those three things, um, our customers feel really confident about pre-selling. And yeah, hopefully anyone listening to this right now sees that that's all they need as well. Yeah, that's a really good point because obviously uh, you undoubtedly know better than probably anyone uh, the amount of work and effort that can go into creating a course and bringing you know those ideas and and outlining structuring like it's it's a big process so it's good to remember that at the baseline like you are, are kind of the bare minimum like your story um, you have the ability to talk to others and so like just a quick coaching conversation or a group conversation like you did could be you know you have the product in hand with you all the time. So we are at Kajabi celebrating Black History Month. Wanted to, as a Black female entrepreneur, wanted to just see if any unique struggles, challenges, or anything that like really resonates with you on this journey, or even the customers that you serve again, stood out. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I have an interesting perspective on this. I've always seen myself and my uniqueness as an advantage. So I would say it's actually served me really well. Um, to be a black woman in this climate. And that's because any room I'm in, I stand out. And I think I just always took pride in being myself and however I identified myself at that time. So I think that's translated really well into this online business to where from just even a, a tactical strategy standpoint, when I am on the webinar registration page, when I am on the ads, when I'm thinking about who my customer is, I know that when I see someone who looks like me, subconsciously, my brain is like, oh, that's family. Oh, that's your sister. Like they, they look like you, like they've been through something you've been through, which probably explains why in the beginning of my business, you know, majority of our community were black women, uh, which is amazing. And we've had now uh, a number of them go on to make over a million per year from their course businesses, which is like so amazing, like such an amazing feeling to be like, yo, like that's us, like we're doing it. So it's actually been an advantage for me to just become that magnet for, for other women who maybe didn't see themselves as represented. And I think like it goes for whatever unique qualities, whatever, like anyone listening to this, if you've ever faced an experience in your life, whether it has to do with your appearance, ethnicity, um, learning, disability, upbringing, anything, I would say that now more than ever, it can be an advantage because there are thousands and millions of others who have also faced that and no one's speaking to that because everybody wants to talk about, oh, I achieved this and these are the accomplishments. When you really share like, hey, I actually 
actually face this and I had to overcome this. One of my stories I share is that, you know, just growing up, I never felt like I belonged. It's like my mom is from Panama. My dad's from Jamaica. Um, my mom was just kind of an individualist, never associated with any groups. And I think I took that on as my own. So I always felt alone and that I didn't belong. And so when I was creating this program, I made it a point to say, yo, like if you're on this call, you were probably the first in your family to be doing this. You're probably the first in your friend circle to be talking about online courses and people are looking at you like, what is this? And I want to create a community for us first because you don't need to be alone. So I think like that sense of or lack of belonging I felt growing up has actually been great uh, motivation for me to build a community for others like me. And I'm able to speak that language. So I would say, you know, use whatever that is to your advantage um, to speak, you know, to that, to that part of the market. And that's been really great for me. One other thing was that because I'm obsessed with the fact that like right now, just when you think about IP intellectual property, now more than ever, we have the ability to use what is different to help us stand out. And if you think about just simple supply and demand, it's like we're taught this, you know, in the like, like intro to econ, but it's like the lower the supply, the higher the demand, right? If there is less red phones and, you know, there's like, 2000 blue phones and there's only two red phones, the demand for the red phones go up and therefore the price, the perceived value is higher. So if you switch that to us, so going back to um, who I talked about, Sakile and her husband, you know that she's vegan. She, you know, been married for 20 years, has seven kids, nomadic. Like you put all is, is yeah, you put all those things together. It's like, oh, how many of her are there in the world? One, because she's leading with her culture ad. She's leading with her story. She's leading with her differences. So she has now made herself low, low, low supply, one of one. And therefore the demand for her is high, which means she can actually charge more of a premium for her program and for her knowledge because there's only one place to get. It. So I would say really like lean into that and know that like now's the time for intellectual property. IP also stands for infinite possibilities. And I think, you know, you're able to create a program that's as infinite as you are, as long as you let it. I love that. And it sounds like kind of like for you, the law of attraction kind of came into play uh, early on. Uh, were you were you intentional about like, did you want to serve that audience or did that just kind of happen naturally? Yeah, you know, it happened naturally. So the very first students I got was because my friend was putting on a conference and it was for Blavity and Empower Her, which is for Black women. And so, yeah, so it's like, that was my first audience. And it was because, I mean, those are my friends. Those are my girls. So yeah, so I think it just started with who is my consent and concentric circles, who's in my core circle. And then from there, it's like, they tell their friends, they tell their friends until, you know, you, um, you expand beyond that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So I get, well, how long have you been doing this? First of all, like, cause we haven't got a timeline quite yet. I know that's true. Um, five years. So okay. it's been five years since I uh, launched course from scratch. Okay. Very cool. So you are undoubtedly seasoned. Um, obviously your business is flourished, grown, like kind of, I guess, give us a little bit of a perspective of like where things are at today. And and do you still just focus on that one core audience? Are you expanding and growing? Like what is What does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Things are really, really exciting. So I guess to date, we've done over $20 million in revenue from our courses. We have now a, a community of over 9,000 and people who have gone through course from scratch and we have a uh, like a culture ad quiz that helps people uncover their culture ad type um, which has been really awesome we've had thousands of people go through that and we've reached hundreds of thousands of people through our free course from scratch masterclass and yeah so through that journey it's been really amazing just to just watch kind of like grow up with our customer it's been really fun to just expand and as we expand our platforms expand our branding expands 
sense. So for the first four years in the business, we just focused on course from scratch, which is, I think, really unique. Um, I think, you know, most people, they've got multiple offers, multiple products. And for me, I just reached a point where I wanted to keep my word to myself. And I asked myself, what would happen if I solely focused on this one thing? And so with that, we grew that over four years. And so around the time that we were still growing CFS, we were introducing a new advanced program. And it was the perfect time to just kind of revamp our our profile on Kajabi. And one thing I loved is that we really up-leveled. So just to give you a sense of like our programs, our advanced program is a five-figure program. So if anyone you know listening to this is using Kajabi for anything from a even let's say $4,000 program to even a five-figure program, if you're offering masterminds and you have content that lives in Kajabi, when we leveled up our pricing, Kajabi was so amazing because it looks so professional and polished. And we were able to really like deliver just a more premium feel. I just it was just a different feeling. So I remember the pride of opening it up and being like, oh okay, this this is this looks great. Like we have like elevated to like penthouse right here. It looks amazing. So that was like a really exciting time for us because we launched the advanced program. We had a brand new, you know, like pimped out platform and we got to grow up with our customers. So today we now have three different tiers. And this is something if you're listening to really think about we call it, you know, attracting your infinite customer. So the thing is, when your customer enters your universe, they've got the first thing they really want. For us, it's I want to launch my online course. And usually it's and make $10,000. That's usually like the first thing they want to do. So we're like, cool, we have course from scratch for that. But then what happens next? What's that next thing they want? And so we distilled that down to well, the next thing they want is consistent $10,000 to $30,000 months. They don't just want to do it one time, they want consistent like month over month. So what do they need to help create that? a webinar. So in then we created... Um, we have CFS Pro, which is for people at the professional level who want to launch. Then we have CFS Influencer. Because at the influencer level, it's about getting reach. It's about taking that course you already created in Pro and now using webinars to and organic marketing to get reach. So at the influencer level, that's the one thing we're focused on. So then we're like, cool. Okay. After you have your weekly webinar running and you're making the 10 to 30K per month, what do you want next? Usually to get to a million per year. So usually you want to hit that like seven figures. And so we asked ourselves, well, what do you need to do that? Automation. And so that's, you know, automating um, your whole onboarding process through Kajabi, automating your webinar, your ads at that point. So that's what we teach in CFS brand. And that's what you want to like be a brand. So that's been really exciting. That's something we've worked on over the past like six months. It's been rethinking about who's our infinite customer. What is that infinite offer? What are the different levels and the different layers? And so that's been exciting. And so we're, we're finally, we're relaunching launching the program. We're launching that and opening it to the world for the first time coming like very soon in the next couple of weeks. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, so that's... And it's all mapped around my journey, right? The beautiful thing is as we create these programs, again, go back to your own journey. So it's like for me, I grew my course from zero to a million in two years. And the main things I did is I focused on what I told you today, my story, my customers at the pro level, and then my webinar. I did a weekly webinar every week for two years, every Wednesday. At 7 p.m., I was in my living room on the laptop for two years straight. So I did over a hundred times. So now I'm like, cool, I can teach other people how to do that. So then it's that. Then it's like, cool. Then I grew it from to 10 million in the next two years and then to 20 million in the next year. So at each level, it's just mapped to my journey. So, you know, for you, I hope this is getting you excited when you think about the in, the infinite, you know, all the things you've done and, and, and you can map the customer journey to that. And remember that you can have, you know, different tiers of offers as well. It's kind of funny because, 
you, you just so casually touched on the fact that like we did 20 million in revenue. Absolutely. By the like, like pause for a moment and just be like, holy cow, like what an impressive uh, accomplishment. First of all, we don't even have a, a hero tier for this. Like there's not even a pin that goes that high. <laughs> We're going to have to create new pins for, for you and your customers. Uh, I don't know if this is something that you're able to share, um, but like, can you, if, if you have it and you're willing, like it, what are, what are some of like maybe the top end of the success stories of some of the people that you've helped? Like if it's even a hero terror, not na- no names, whatever you're comfortable with. No, absolutely. Yeah. So it was really cool because you highlighted, you know, what we've done in our business, but it's great because we've been able to help create millionaires too. Forbes actually did an article calling me the millionaire maker for that reason. And I love to highlight more and more people in our, in our uh, community. So, I mean, one of them would be Tara Reed. She created a program called Apps Without Code. She didn't know how to code. She was able to develop it, leverage existing platforms. Now she teaches other people how to do the same. So she's at multiple millions per year. Then there is Terry Egioma. So she teaches stocks and trading. Um, she herself has done over 20 million total. She's incredible. I was like, Terry, you came for me. Like you grew faster than I did. Like you are amazing. Um, but it was great. I mean, she started with CFS and then she went out and just made like put her magic on it. So she's another one. And she started as a school teacher. So going back to like what you, what you've done in your life, like she was a school teacher and she took that skill set of creating curriculum, teaching people and now she brought it online and she was doing stocks and trading and traveling and now she teaches that. Another one be, would be Laurel Lane. She started in advertising. She brought that marketing expertise online. She learned Facebook ads. She taught herself. And so now she has a course on social selling and she now does over a million per year from her course. Yeah, they're oh my gosh. And then um Dominique Broadway of Finances Demystified. She did eight million last year. She's incredible, but she did our weekly webinar strategy where every week she would show up on Sundays and do her webinar and get people into her program and last year she did eight million, which is insane. The year before, she she just I think launched her program like a year and a half before that. So it's just incredible. Um, so yeah, so we have a lot. We have a lot of like, you know, those seven figure stories. Um, Tiana, um, yeah, uh, Kieran Khalil. So, and Tiana's in beauty. She has Beauty Mogul University. Um, and I think um, cumulatively, she's done over a million from her program and she helps beauty professionals, um, makeup artists with their with their um, craft and business. So yeah, so a lot, a lot of um, incredible people. I, I love that the struggle there was actually like you had too many examples. Like <laughs> they weren't hard to come by. Uh, that, that's absolutely amazing. And then like, like one more, I guess, just on top of that is like, what would you say has been the most surprising success story? Um, just maybe in terms of like the topic or the niche or like what, what stands out? Ooh, that's a great question. The first one that comes to mind is Sakile and her husband, Vernon, on the world schooling. And I think it was because they were teaching this years ago before the pandemic when it was still kind of a fringe interest and it wasn't super commonplace. It w- I mean, it still isn't, but it was more foreign. And I think that one and how now she's doing six figures, one of the stories she shared is she was able to pay for her whole family. And remember, she has, I think, six or seven kids. So she has a huge family. Pay for all of them for vacation in Mexico. Um, she got a limo for them. And that was like a super special moment for, for her um, to have the whole family just ride around in a limo and just feel, you know, just feel like feel into all the blessings they had created with their love, their, their business partnership, the love for their kids, like just fueling their life experiences and and emanating that love into the world to help other families. I think that one brings me a lot of joy and to know where she's like, she's like, I, 
I can do this forever. And I don't, you know, I can, it's at a point where it's like, I'm not working 24 seven on it. Like I can get on and coach other parents. Um, I can speak all over the world on panels about this virtually and in person. And we can continue traveling um, and we're helping other parents do it. So I think that that one is, is really special to me because um, it is about families and love and freedom. Well, roping it back into kind of you, uh, I guess what's, you, you mentioned you have another launch coming uh, in a couple weeks. Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, and, and that one is part of your more advanced. Is that is that correct? Um, yeah. Actually, this one is for Course from Scratch Pro. Yeah. Oh, so this, okay. this is for beginners. Absolutely. Yeah. It's for advanced folks too. But mainly, no, we're sharing like bare bones. How do you create an infinite offer, which is essentially your online course? Um, how do you identify your customer? And then how do you create your wealth plan? And it's W-E-L-L-T-H. Um, your The intersection of well-being and wealth. Um, how do you create a marketing and monetization strategy that speaks to your well-being and your self-expression that generates profits for you. Um, yeah, so it's definitely for beginners, people who haven't launched yet, who haven't created yet, who might be on the fence. Um, and also for people who have launched, but maybe like I did in my early days, you know, shrunk back and got a little nervous in the self-doubt and they need like that reset and restart. Um, so yeah, this is going to be great for them. So for instance, like if I were to ask you, like, what would you create a program on right now? What would it be? Oh my goodness. I that, That's been the struggle. Like I think about this every single day and I don't know... <laughs> Uh, I'm guessing, but it sounds like you just feel like you have a lot of different things, like maybe like five different things that you could teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about choosing like the first, the right one. Yeah. Some of the things that come to mind for me, like obviously being in Hawaii, there's a lot of people that want to live in Hawaii. I'm very passionate about Hawaii. As soon as you talk about Hawaii, I could go on forever. That's something that pops up. Like I'm, I'm passionate about AI, machine learning, uh, and customer service. So as a part of the, part of this job, like I'm really focusing on developing all of that out. And there's a lot of people interested in that topic, but I don't know. There's so many things that I don't even know what. I love it. Okay. So what I loved is both things you shared, you were really passionate, like you lit up your, your energy was there. So that's like such a good sign that, okay, you're on the right track. Like you, you are very in touch with what lights you up, which is huge. So let me ask you if you were invited just to speak at an event, it could be Ted or it could be a conference. If you were being suited to write a book on a topic, what would you love to write about and speak on? Boy, both of those. I, I literally spoke on AI and ML today. So. <laughs> okay. And then a follow-up question, which audience would you be most excited to teach? Would it be the audience who wants to learn about AI as it relates to customer success? Or would it be the audience that wants to learn about Hawaii and the magic of Hawaii? Oh boy. I'm probably a shed more passionate about Hawaii. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just uh, just the personal side of it. I-, I love it. So that's a great sign. So when you're, you know, kind of going, we're going through the list, there's like a five, uh, five star topic exercise we do. So that's a great thing to hone in on and just pay attention to because, you know, when you're creating content for it and when you're teaching these people, you're going to be in the room with them. And so it's like, if you're feeding off their passion for Hawaii, then that's going to fuel you even more. Um, so I think that's a really good. So we got an extra point on the Hawaii side potentially. And then one, one thing I'll say is there's a the question of which is the right course for me to create. And then the question that's slightly different of what's the first one I'm going to create. Because something we forget is just because it's our first that we create, it's not going to be our last. Yeah, It doesn't have to be our last. And we don't want to be stuck in that lane. Like we don't have to, you know, make our career around that one thing. So if you were to choose the first one based on our conversation here, if you had to pick one, what would be the first one you'd start with? Oh, really good point there. Um, I mean, I'd probably enjoy... 
Hawaii more. Love it. Boom. So that, that tells you everything. Because guess what? If you have more energy on that, you're going to have way more momentum. Um, I think about... Oh, it's funny. You're into AI. I think about AI, artificial intelligence, if possible, as it relates to AI, which is when you have alignment and integrity. So if you think about it as an individual, when I am aligned, mind, body, spirit, and I'm super feeling something like my whole... There's no self-doubt. There's no questioning. When I'm aligned, I'm in integrity. And just the definition of integrity. It's just like, you know, not the moral integrity, just the definition of integrity all the properties are in place, just the physical property, all those. So alignment and, integ- and integrity is AI, which means like art- it's almost like artificial intelligence. There's no need for manual input. It's like a program. So you become like a program that's running because you're running off the excitement because you're all in tune, you're aligned. So... And it's so, I love that you're into AI. So it totally fits into like what you're into. Yeah. But that's how I think about things. So when I'm evaluating opportunities or directions to go in, I check in with myself. I'm like, am I aligned? Am I in integrity? Is this something? And then there's the M, if you spell it aim, the M means momentum. So when you have alignment and integrity, it creates momentum. And that's the, that's your aim. Um, but that allows you to move quickly. You get the velocity and the acceleration. So you may end up creating that Hawaii program in, let's say, a week versus maybe the you know AI for customer success program might take you two months. And then when you're talking about Hawaii, you could enroll people way faster because your energy is that much higher. Is that resonating? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then I just want to share one more thing and that's okay. Yes. Um, Because I think that's something that comes up a lot when people are thinking about what to teach is they think that their topic is too small. And they think that, oh, if I teach piano playing or if I teach about Hawaii, maybe the most I can charge is like $100 because I'm just teaching them how to play piano. So one thing when it comes to the topic of Hawaii, I'm curious, what would the outcome be of your program? What would you be teaching? The thoughts that have crossed my mind are people who are interested in like living the dream and moving to Hawaii because I did it and or I mean, obviously, there's an endless supply of tourism and I could I could share a lot of great detail on places to go and how to have optimize your trip. So one of one or the other. Okay, I love it. So the first one sounded amazing because when um, we think about we talk about creating your selecting a course topic and we say that there are two different types of course topics. One is based on how to do and one is based on how to be or become someone. So how to do ours, how to play piano, right? How to do this thing. And that is very finite and, you know, frankly limited. It's like, okay, you're gonna learn how to play piano. So that is a $100, $200 course versus how to become. So how to become a master improvisation piano player. Um, You know, you'll learn how to compose your music. Uh, You'll learn how to um, become more creative, not only on the piano, but in the boardroom, in the living room with your kids, when you're playing with them, this is going to unlock another brain, another part of your brain that's about creativity and expansion. And you'll learn how to create your own music, right? So that is speaking to the identity of someone who's creative, a problem solver, um, who thinks on their toes because they're improvising, right? The identity of I'm an improviser. So so that's one way to think about it when you're thinking about... So your first one about Hawaii, I was like, oh, that's dope because you're going for the person who wants freedom. They want to be in a paradise. They want to wake up in paradise, potentially work from anywhere. And all of those things tell me like that's a huge program. Like that could be 
you know, a couple thousand. It could even be a mastermind. You could do an immersive retreat where you bring people to Hawaii. Actually, Jared, one of my, so one of my students, she's doing this. Um, you know, we talked about the different tiers of your program. So she's going to first do one that is about uh, wellness. But then her second level is an immersive retreat in Hawaii because she lives in Hawaii. Oh, so awesome. she's bringing people there for a wellness retreat. And, you know, that price point would be more like a 5K. So it's very expansive. Um, what you're doing here, because you have a location that it's tied to, it's super expansive. And you could have, you know, different offers and really speak to the infinite offer and the infinite customer and what they want at every level of their journey. So I'm excited for you. It sounds like <laughs> you're you're creating a program real quick, very soon. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm creating it in conversations where I'm not getting paid for it because I'm like constantly, like I'm proselytizing <laughs> this Hawaii life. So. Start creating a checklist, get your Google spreadsheets, just document everything so that when you launch this program, you're like, you get a free checklist for XYZ. Like, and you've already built it as you've done all these, you know, communications with people. When I do it, I'll come back and give you all the credit. Um, <laughs> you'll be the first. You'll be the first return guest. I'll come visit you in Hawaii. We'll do that. Oh, heck yes, <laughs> yes. Well, if you're ever in the area, anyhow, do let me know. Um, we'll we'll show you around and make sure you get to all the right places. If nothing else, amazing. I kind of want to just like wrap this up and and get a better understanding of like what has changed for you as a result of going on this adventure, leaving the startup realm and taking this plunge? Oh my gosh, everything has changed for me. So my uh, really good friend, Tara, and I talk a lot about how the entrepreneurial journey is really a journey into you. It's a journey within, if you allow it to be. In the early phases, it was more about got to get the numbers, got to work. And as you go on and as you start to face the roadblocks and the obstacles, you realize it really is you versus you. And the obstacles and roadblocks you're facing might be the fifth grade version of yourself that had that night where they got scared because I'm talking to myself, where I had my science project that I waited until the last minute to do and I'm scared and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to fail myself. You know, that fifth grade version of yourself showing up, but you having to coach her and remind her, hey, it's all good. Like the future us, we've already done it. We're just, we're just in the mode, like let's just make it, make it happen. So I think like the biggest thing for me has been unlocking what is within that I didn't know what was within. And then it has been a journey of going inside and re-identifying myself every day. You know, who am I? I am my future self. Well, what is the future, Danielle? The Danielle who's already made the six figures, already made the seven figures, who's already helped 10,000 people launch their courses successfully. What is she doing? You know, when she wakes up in the morning, how does she feel? Is she exercising? Is she drinking her water? Who is she talking to? Is she texting with Rihanna? Hey girl, we're about to meet up in St. Tropez. You know, like, like what is she doing? And how can I embody her now? Um, and that, and so I think like that's been the biggest thing that's helped me that when I say this has changed everything, it is because it's changed how I see myself and therefore how I show up where it is really this like, yo, I can do anything. Like I can create anything with my word. As long as I'm in proximity with the right people, the right platforms, like this community you all have, the platform you have, you know, the community we have in CFS, like that's, that's what it's really about. So it means like, you know, living in my dream home, like, you know, vacationing as often as I want. And vacationing means going with my friends who are also seven, eight figure business owners who are like amazing and we're generating new ideas and self-expression on high and like all that stuff. Um, that's what it's it's meant for me. Well, that is an incredible story. Now, I'm not only have you done this for yourself, but what I love about this most is you you've you've done this for so many others and helped so many others achieve similar results, which is incredible. Um, like as promised uh, earlier, uh, I'm sure people are interested in learning about this launch that are that's coming up. So what is the best way to find out more about it and about you? Absolutely. If they just go to coursefromscratch.com, then they'll, uh, yeah, they'll get the training there. And if they want to 
follow me on Instagram. I'm most active and it's just my name, Danielle Leslie. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we will of course have that in the show notes for everyone to listen to. Well, with that said, I think that's all we have for everyone today. So thank you once again, Danielle, for sharing all of this. I loved your uh, your framework that you shared with us early on and how actionable that is. So thank you again for taking the time to share with us today. Thank you, Jared. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I love the community um, that you guys have created and how you celebrate us as heroes. Yes, we need to come up with some new pins so we can get the <laughs> so we can keep sending them to you. <laughs> thank you again, Danielle. And we will look forward to seeing everyone else uh, next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast.